0: Uh, Hi, Lakshya. Welcome. Uh, Congrats on your selection to IMC and that stellar uh, CAT score. Uh, Thanks a lot, Ajay. Thanks a lot for
1: this opportunity as well.
0: Uh, Thanks. Thanks, Lakshya. Thanks for uh, taking out the time to join us and uh, share your thoughts and uh, share your insights with us. Uh, So uh, Lakshya, let's uh, start with uh, where have you studied and then a little details about your undergrad and how did you uh, decide to go for management studies?
1: Right. So when I start with the I was born and brought up in Delhi. I did my schooling from APJ School, Pitampura. So I was brought up in a family of educators. My father is a principal. My mom is also a teacher. So I always had that thought process of learning uh, whatever I can from any field that I can. So I tried expanding my knowledge in not just the academic rigor, but also uh, in stuff beyond academics, the extra curricular that we see it nowadays. Uh, So during the schools, the opportunities were limited to theater, debating, all these inter-school activities that take place. But I made sure that I maintained my academic record in both 10th and 12th. The main step towards MBA, I believe, started in class 11th, wherein I decided that uh, I think I need a broader field to work in, not something that is limited to only commerce or only science. I wanted to pursue management right from the undergraduate. And hence, I took up uh, an undergraduate course called Bachelor's of Management Studies, BMS, in a college called Shaheed Sukhdev College of Business Studies, which is a part of Delhi University. So this course was the was a three-year learning process wherein I learned the most important aspects. And this is what made me what I am right now. And this provided me a clear understanding of how to proceed with my master's and the life beyond. Uh, during my tenure at uh, CBS, as we call my college, uh, I interned at two organizations. One is Niti Ayo and the other one being IDBI capital. So I made sure that whenever I'm interning in any organization, I try to have as broad a horizon, horizon as possible. For Neeti.io, it was basically on strategy terms when you work with projects to the tune of thousands of crores at such an such auspicious building, Neeti.io, you tend, to, you tend to learn a lot of stuff from different mentors that too at a very senior position. So I think that is where the seed for strategy and the seed for planning started. Uh, for IDB Capital, I'm a finance major. I took finance as a major in third year. I, I, IDB Capital, I joined as an investment banking intern. So these two combined, one strategy, one finance, I believe led me to a very comprehensive background of what I can pr- probably do. And this is where I thought, why not expand upon them, why not build upon them and do an MBA? And that is my journey from the beginning up to the point that I decided on taking an MBA.
0: Uh, so, uh, Lakshya, when did you seriously uh, start preparing for uh, CAT 2019 and uh, how did uh, the journey go from there till the time you, you have given your CAT?
1: Right. Uh, I think I started off in the month of February 2019. That is when I started preparing for CAT seriously. That gives me about seven months. Uh, the reason for starting a bit late, as most people would agree upon it, is that I was busy with a lot of societies in my college. I made sure that I was part of theatre society, marketing society, placement committees, so all these together had a lot of work. Hence, I started off in the month of February. Uh, so I believe I had seven months. But those seven months, I made sure that I looked up in a num- on a number of interviews, uh, similar to what we are uh, doing right now, of all these seniors who have a similar background, who had to face the same journey as me. Because you, you tend to learn from uh, the people who have done it correctly. So I believe I learned a lot from them. One major uh, point from every interview was that the mock tests are an important tool to judge how you're performing. So before just beginning, I gave a mock test to, to take a test out what, what my strength is, what my weakness is. At least that was my first mock test ever. And post that, I decided that there are certain strengths that I have, there are certain weaknesses that I have. I should probably work upon my weaknesses to increase my marks and I should keep my strengths as my strengths. That should remain constant. That should not fall down later down in the road. So I joined a coaching institute in Delhi and uh, provided, they provided a couple of foundational booklets. Now my ideology is that you have to do the foundational booklets and not expand to a number of booklets. You do the booklets twice or thrice, the foundation ones only, and not expand into an array of number of booklets that are out there in the market because you would find many. I think that is one big confusing point for every aspirant out there that which book to read from. I suggest one thing that uh, go for the most foundational booklets that the coaching institute that is out there in the market. Stick to one, probably do it twice or thrice. That is what I did. I did my coaching institute's booklets two times. So, post beginning in February, I gave one mock every week. So, in a total of seven months, I gave about 50 mocks. I was more frequent towards the end. So I believe there are four sections. There are four sections that you have to prepare for in CAT. The three basic ones that we have, the VARC, the DILR, the wants one. There's one more section which we need to work upon is the mental aptitude, the mental strength uh, to give CAT. So all these full, all these sections require work separately. For VARC, we have, I started off by reading newspapers. I, I was already an avid reader by when I started my journey, but still I made sure that I read a newspaper. Now, now why a newspaper is because I had to have uh, A RC-like feeling, uh, wherein you have topics ranging from biology to uh, philosophy. So in, in the newspaper, you tend to find that. So that is why I started reading newspapers, and also that it would provide me some knowledge probably for the interviews as well. So that is how I started building my VRC. My major contention was the verbal ability part. Uh, <laughs> so that was one area which I was not good at. But what I did was I improved my RC speed and hence that gave me a lot of time to prepare for VA. And preparation happened by giving mock tests, are sectional tests, giving as many actual RCs possible by going through previous years as well. That is how I prepared for the VA section. But the DILR part, now that's the most volatile part in any, uh, for any CAT test uh, taker. That, that's, I think uh, a lot of people agree upon as well. So for that, I, we don't have a very specific material for it. The questions can range from a variety of areas. Start picking out the previous papers to at least figure out which are the sections that take place, which are the sections that come in the paper. And what I realized was, even if you prepare the hardest, there would be at least four to five questions out of eight, which would be in a very different or unique manner, which you've never really come uh, come upon. So you just need to, so you have all the preparation that you are putting on is just for those three sets that you might have seen somewhere. What it does is it helps you out with those three sets so that you are able to spend less time on them. And post that, whatever time is left, you give to those five unique sets that CAT has a habit of putting every year. I I believe this makes the LR a bit volatile. But yeah, my strategy was to go through the previous years. I did papers from 1990s as well to 2018. So that was a wide array of questions that can come up. For the coins part, again, sticking to the foundation booklets, I completed the booklets about uh, two and a half times. So I could just complete half uh, of the revision in the, in the third phase. But yeah, keeping a notebook of all the formulas out there, practicing every day for quant was the basic tenet of uh, quant preparation. The fourth part is the most important one, which speaks about the mental preparation. So I made sure, I so I read it somewhere that you have to have, uh, you need to give in 21 days to form a habit. So before CAT, I made sure that for the uh, previous 21 days, I was giving a mock a day at the same time as an actual CAT. I had afternoon sessions. I was giving 21 mocks on 21 days from 2.30 to 5.30 p.m. so that my body clock is ready for uh, not sleeping in the afternoon and working completely towards (laughs) these kind of topics that we can tend to face in CAT. So this is what I tried maintaining during those 21 days. And yeah, keeping a group of friends that are working towards the same goal helps you be a bit more confident and uh, you don't stray away from your uh, goal because you have a couple of people that are... Making sure that you stay on the right path, so all these things coupled up together uh, got me the 99.99 percentile, and I was, uh, I think, yeah, I was the all India non-engineering topper as well. So I think yeah, these yeah. all the strategies coupled up together is what makes me get this good score. Uh, so Lakshya, I mean, you were,
0: uh, I mean, you very well pointed about the uh, fourth aspect as well, and then you made sure that your, uh, I mean, once the once you got your admit card and once your timing, I mean, uh, timing of examination is known you made sure you're you are giving enough number of mocks to get your uh, i mean to get habituated to that particular time so that uh, you will be functioning really well on the actual day of cat so that was really uh, that, that that was really a very uh, good point a lot of people know this but then they don't follow this and you can i mean uh, people who are watching this uh, this is a live example of what actually pre- preparation how preparation uh, helps you in uh, doing well in the actual cat and then uh, Lakshay, you are not an engineer, but then there is this myth that non-engineers cannot really do that great in quant. Can you share your uh, thoughts on this? Because CAT has quant, but then uh, this doesn't have to do with uh, complex mathematical uh, equations and all. Please uh, share your thoughts about the uh, previous section for non-engineers.
1: Right. So I'll start off with my result in quant in particular. I had 99.7 percentile in quant, which is uh, one of the good uh, percentiles out there so how i prepared for quant i had that dilemma in mind whether i would be able to perform as compared to my engineer counterparts or not but i made sure that there are 34 questions in quant and out of those i could realize that about 19 to 20 fall on the easier and medium side so when you can do those 20 questions because we might not be as accustomed to calculations as they are but we are accustomed to logical reasoning on a similar pattern as they are so like why not uh, why not keep your ego aside and focus on the easy and medium questions. The tougher ones can be done later on if you feel that you are very confident about it. But stick to getting those 20 questions right because that, that is where your accuracy would matter. And post that because every question has the same weightage, it wouldn't matter if someone with a quant background has solved, uh, integration does not come up, but let's say a matrix question and you have not, and you have solved a simple profit and loss question. It, it does not matter. You get those three or four marks that you are wanting. So so it does not matter how difficult or easy a question is. My suggestion to all the aspirants on non-engineer side is keep your ego aside if you have one about quants and focus on the easy and medium part of the questions because these come in handy because in my CAT 2019 there were about 26 to 27 questions which fell on the easier side and hence I could attempt about 23, 23, 24 of them. For you it might be 23, 24, 20. The number might vary but a big chunk of it would be on the easier side. Now you cannot tell me that Profit and loss is something that is specific to engineers. So th- this, this is something that you have to erase from your mind because the basic, the numbers, the profit and loss, the uh, AP, GP, all these parts are something that you can build upon. You have to practice. That's, that's a given. But you, these are the questions that you can definitely build upon. That is my suggestion to the, non, uh, to the aspirants who are non-engineers.
0: I mean, uh, very well said, lecture. I think uh, with practice, you'll be able to pick those uh, 20 questions and uh, I think... Hmm. I mean, uh, coming to your mocks, I think you have given a very good number of mocks and I right. feel that you might have also analyzed the mocks uh, really very mm-hmm. well after getting each of them. So how were you mm-hmm. analyzing uh, the mocks and how much time you were spending and how were you uh, using, the, uh, using your analysis so that you can improve upon in the uh, further mocks?
1: Right. I believe you pointed out a very good aspect of mock. Mocks are not just test taking but also test analyzing them as well. So when you give a mock, three hours go to the Taking the test part and about an hour or so, or at least an hour, goes into the analyzing part. Now, hundred I go about it. So these days, the technology in the online coaching platforms or coaching platforms in general has uh, gone up a level. Hence, you can see, let's say, the average time by uh, every individual who scored it correctly, the accuracy, the percentage of people who have scored it correctly. Now, this does matter to some extent. But I made sure that I do not look at those numbers because the average sometimes is a very, it's not a good figure to look, to compare upon. When you're aiming for those top B schools, average is something that you don't look at. So what you do is have a similar set of people who, who are giving mocks or giving the same mocks and talk to them about it. Let's say in DILR, there were eight sets. I picked up set one, three, five, seven. Which sets did you pick? Which sets did you feel that you were, uh, that they were easy about? One. Secondly, uh, when you are talking to the friends that you have, also talk to them about how much time did they give to each section. Let's say RC part, did they give thirty minutes to RC? Did they give forty minutes to RC? So that you can compare yourself in certain aspects. This is where I'm lacking. When you compare me to someone who's a potential ABC uh, guy, so, so I think this is very important. I had a group of three people who are now uh, in A, and C and MDS. So we all all three of us had this opportunity to discuss amongst ourselves as to how much time are we been taking for a specific question. And this is how we used to compare. Now, for those who could not, let's say, have such a group, what we can do is there, there are certain online platforms. I think Career Accelerator is uh, bringing forward to become one. And we have already a couple of established platforms where we can look at how people who are very good at mocks, how, how are they performing, how much time are devoting to each section because this strategy tends to change for every test. You, I cannot say that uh, RC needs to be done within 35 minutes for every person. No, this strategy changes for every te- uh, test. So you have to constantly look at, find people who are of the same caliber and compare to them. This is how it's happening. Average is a figure that you can look at, but again, it's a bit skewed towards the, uh, towards the other end. So you would not want to look at that. So analyzing part is how it happened for me. I gave at least two hours. I, I practiced the questions which I got wrong or did not attempt again. That is for sure. I made sure that I at, at least give two hours for that. And I also started marking uh, the questions which I did not do wrong. In the notebook, I used to write all the questions for points especially. But these are the questions which I could not do. I used to write down the answers as well so that this is how the, uh, the test maker is telling me to do it. And then probably go through it again uh, in the last one month so that I remember these are the sort of questions which I could not perform and this is the probable solution method for them. This
0: is how I went analyzing. Uh, I mean, uh, very well uh, explained, uh, Lakshay, about uh, how you can actually go about your mock analysis and its uh, importance. Uh, so, Lakshay, you've given a good number of mocks and then the actual D-Day arrived. Did you feel nervous mm-hmm. or you just took it like another, uh, another I mean, because you've given enough number of uh, mocks. How was the actual CAT day for you?
1: Right. There's a good story about it. Uh, I have a friend uh, who gave the morning slot and I had the afternoon slot. Now, both of us had given about 50 mock tests. That's a huge number, 50 mock tests. So I called him up around 1 o'clock. That is when his exam was over and my exam was about to start in an hour. I called him up to discuss just one thing. Uh, Buddy, is the pattern same or not? That's it. That's the one question I asked. He replied, yes, we cut the call. That's it. (laughs) So When you know that the pattern has not changed, when you know that everything is going the same way that you have practiced, and you have practiced it 50 times. So you get the certain confidence that uh, no, I, I, if, if not me, then who? If not someone who has practiced practiced it for 50 times, then who can do it? So this gave me certain su- sense, sense of confidence as to whatever is appearing over there. If it's difficult, easy, I've probably gone through it in some of some or the other. Mock tests that I've given, difficult VA, I've done it. Difficult uh, RC, uh, difficult quant, I've done it. Easy quant, I've done it. Easy VA, I've done it. I know how to spread my time. I have analyzed it. I have a strategy for it. So this gave me certain confidence. Plus, I have a habit of listening to music before I uh, perform any, uh, go to any test, or let's say giving any speech. So I tend to listen to some music, which calms me down. So keeping your nerves is very important on that day because I believe the difference between a 99.99% tyler and a 99.5% tyler is not the Amount of hard work that they have put in. But on that particular day, what happened uh, was that I was a bit more calm. And the probably the one who's a bit less uh, fudged up or missed out on a couple of questions because he was stressing out a bit. So uh, I think keeping a nerves is one important aspect which everyone needs to figure out. He, everyone has their own individual ways. Music works for me, calling up my friend works for me. If, if let's say, playing games works for you, then or not studying or sleeping well works for you, anything of that sort, figure out your own method of keeping yourself calm because those three hours are very important and you should not miss out even a single minute stressing over a question. Doing a question and not able to, uh, and you're not able to do it, that works, that, that happens to everyone. But you don't have to stress over a question, that should not happen. You should not be wasting minutes over it because. Uh, there was this dialogue of Shah Rukh Khan as well, that every minute out of those 90 minutes is important. So every minute out of those 180 minutes is very important. You cannot stress out during, those, during this time. Uh,
0: yeah, Lakshya. Uh, so Lakshya, you have given your CAT, and then uh, were you waiting for the results to come out to uh, start your uh, WATPI preparation, or you started your preparation after seeing the key and other things?
1: Right. So I'm a final year student at Shahid Sukhdeh for the Business Studies. <laughs> so as soon as my CAT ended, I had my final examinations about a week later. So, I already had the answer key with me in about three, four days after CAT. So, I had a fair idea that I was performing well, but I could not start my preparation for WATPI because I had my final examination. So, I could only pick it up around December 10th to December 15th, which is about uh, 20, 30 days later than CAT. So, yeah, I did start somewhat early, but could not start as early as possible because of my final examinations. That is how it happened for me. Uh, so, uh, how did you
0: go about your uh, WAT and uh, PI preparation? Uh, did you, I mean, what kind of things you do? Did you give enough number of mock PIs as well? Uh, just take us through your uh, preparation for WAT and PI.
1: Right. So, again, I believe dividing your uh, WAT preparations into a couple of broad heads is an important thing. So, uh, we had. So, for me, it was four heads in particular. One was your general questions. HR questions, as we call it, that why MBA, why this specific institute, uh, what do you want to do in life? So this was the one bucket of HR questions. Second one was your GK questions or the ongoing current affairs. Third one was your uh, uh, your resume preparation. So whatever you have in your profile and you have done for the past five, seven years and you are willing to speak that in front of the interviewer, you should be aware of it. Like I had done internship with Niti ayog Now I should know what Niti stands for. I should know what's the different difference between planning commission and Niti ayog so all these questions come under the bucket of resume preparation. And the fourth one is your academics, the and um, the subjects that you've studied in your undergraduate and probably 11, 12 for some people. Uh, so, But majorly the undergraduate. So these are the four major buckets. Now, you can fine-tune the HR part with the help of a couple of professionals. Now, I had taken mock PIs. That is because the mock strategy was working for me. I had scored a good percentile, and I was ascertaining the same to the mock uh, test that I've given. So I believe mock PIs Uh, are also the way for your PI preparation. So I believe an important chunk of your HR preparation happens in the mock PIs when you test out your answers. Like, this is my introduction. Does it seem too long? Am I moving my hands a bit more? Are my eyes flickery? So all these these questions, HR questions in particular, tend to happen in mock PIs. I consulted a couple of seniors that I had in IMC and IMA as well to test out whether my answers stand on a good line or not. Now, these answers are not uh, very scripted. You cannot say the same thing that I said. But yeah, the major uh, outcome of it should be on the similar lines that you portray yourself as someone who is willing to learn and willing to join that institute for learning purposes. So th- this outcome should come in. The story can be different. Uh, but, but these mock PIs held in your HR preparation. For academics, I believe this was one of the most uh, difficult parts to uh, go through I ha- had certain help because I had to go through just four semesters of work uh, because I was studying my studying my sixth semester, so I did not have to prepare for fifth and sixth semester. But again, those four semesters had a couple of subjects which you had to prepare from. So I had this good friend of mine who used to keep all the notes of every subject. I called him up to ask for these notes, and that particular person helped me a lot on the preparation side. Moreover, asking my college faculty. Now they were uh, my college faculty was pretty helpful when I told them that I was preparing for this. Uh, Institute's interview and I believe if you can help me out with the questions, so they were asking me more questions, they were asking me academic questions and I believe that certainly helped me prepare uh, for the financial aspect as well because that's something that is not started. You cannot study finance uh, from, the, uh, from the note. you have to study it from the news that's happening out there. Uh, the ongoing, uh, the current news part, I believe there are a couple of newspapers out there. For me, I was a finance kid so I had to read Live Mint, Economic Times and Hindu. So all these couple of famous newspapers that are out there. Plus, it's not just uh, the facts that are there in the newspaper, but, but also building your opinion on those facts. So if let's say something has taken place uh, or some uh, some riots are taking place, then you should know the facts. Plus, you should build your opinion on them. That This is what I feel about this. You should always have some facts to back your opinion. You cannot just say that I believe certain section is the correct one, certain section is the wrong one. Have some facts for it. I believe this is what the rational thinking is what people are looking for in an interview and if you tend to provide them with it they, they, they don't generally they care about what your point of view is they care about whether your point of view is well formulated or not does it is it bad with facts or not so if you have any current issue uh, go through the facts build an opinion upon them and keep those facts in handy so that you can discuss and uh, at least base your point of uh, base your thought on some uh, foundation for the fourth part the resume preparation the basic stuff that you've done in your life I believe an important thing would be mm, to prepare a resume if you have not prepared one so that you can at least go through whatever you have done in life, whatever you have achieved in, a, in the past years, whatever challenges you have faced that you can pick out which ones are the ones that I should highlight in front of the interviewer. that so This showcases my versatility. So I believe theater was one for me. I believe my uh, internship were an important aspect of it. So I focused on that. But I had to create a complete list of all the events that I was a part of and then pick out the ones which, which were the most relevant. So probably your seniors can help you out in this. Probably your coaching institute can help you out in this. The mock PIs test it out whether you are highlighting the right points or not. So you have to go through this process of trial and error where you pick up a couple of things, test it out, and then uh, try them again. So this is how it happens, all these four buckets. And yes, I took about uh, five, six PIs, yeah, five, six months month PIs. And that helped me a lot in figuring out which are the stuff that I have to have to speak about. And uh, coming to your uh, WAT preparation,
0: and I believe that uh, your uh, VA, I mean your preparation for VARC, which you started way back in February, reading the newspapers, and all would have taken care of your uh, general knowledge because you are you are already uh, reading a lot. So how did you uh, prepare for that? Were you uh, writing, timing your, uh, uh, se- I mean timing your uh, practice sessions? How how did you go about uh, WAT and uh, AWT uh, sessions?
1: Right. So, WAT and EWT are one of the most ignored sections, I believe, because when I called up my seniors to ask for help, they said, uh, buddy, don't worry about that. You will get through it somehow. Now, <laughs> I, I, I could not uh, digest that. I, I thought, no, this is, this is not going to happen. I have to study somehow, some way or the other. So, I made sure that I was preparing for WAT and EWT. Now, what I did was, when I found an interesting news topic, I, I wrote it about wrote about it in a diary or some sorts that uh, let's say, uh, abrogation of 370, I would write upon it all the facts, all the sides. Now, one important part of my WAT and AWT preparation was that I used to give at least 5 minutes just thinking about the topic and not writing anything down. Probably in the notes section and scribble something now, but not starting my WT because I wanted to display that I have a rational structure. I have a pot structure which is uh, which is lined up in a good manner. So I, you cannot just start with the first thought. You have to write down the thought. You have to think that what will come further, what are the consequences of it. So I made sure that I gave at least five minutes. So generally, generally, the WAT time and the AW time is about 25-20 minutes. So you have to give in five minutes. You can give in five minutes. That, that, that's, that works. Uh, and then writing down the current issues that you feel. Now, philosophical topic, topics or abstract topics are something that you cannot prepare for. Uh, you can build upon your grammar, but I believe that can be a time-taking affair. You have to make sure that if even if your grammar does not lie on the extreme, high percent, uh, the, uh, the better off path, you should at least have a good logical structure in whatever your thoughts are. Right? Easy sentences, that's okay with them, but you should have a structure of your abstract passages. I actually got a very abstract topic in my IM Ahmedabad AWT. Uh, the topic was whether inventions of James Watt Uh, are better than the writings of Tulsidas. So how do you compare a non-numerical thing with a numerical thing? This kind of topic is something that you have to prepare for. You have to write that on the spot, but give your time, take 5 minutes, think about the things that you will mention, form a structure, write easy sentences and I believe I did very well in the EWT part uh, by just writing easy easy sentences and putting out my thought, my school of thought on that.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, very well uh, said, uh, Laksha. I think some of the points uh, you are told would definitely be helpful because a lot of people uh, tend to take uh, WAT uh, lightly. And because WAT has a lot of weightage in your final, uh, I mean, in, in deciding the whether you're actually going to get into the uh, institutes of your choice or not because of the huge weightage factor that it has.
1: And uh, right.
0: Laksha, I mean, a lot of people, uh, they score very well in CAD, but then uh, they don't do the WAT and PI as well because the 2-3 months that they have after CAT is not sufficient. And like you uh, very well pointed out, if they're not naturally good at it, it would really take time for them to improve upon it. Uh, let's mm-hmm. say there are a lot of people who don't, I mean, who don't naturally read newspapers, who just go about their work or their studies. So is it better if they parallelly start uh, preparing for WAT and PI, which would also help them in their CAT? Uh, for example, in your case, I think reading mm-hmm. newspapers helped both in your WAT and also in your VARC. Not parallelly, mm-hmm. as in uh, not uh, dividing the time, half of maybe some 10% of their preparation time or maybe right. some time on their weekends. Uh, could help. So what would your advice be to those kind of candidates who feel that they really require some kind of additional time for WAT and PIs if they're getting a good uh, CAT score?
1: Right. I believe, so if you're scoring well in your mocks and if you are confident about it, you can start your WAT-PI preparation a little bit earlier, but this is something that is dependent a lot on how good a cause you get that can only happen when you have given the cat so starting off before w before cat results or cat unseat is in your hands might be something of a difficult task because even if you get a spare minute i believe you should start preparing for, uh, start preparing another question because wtpa preparation can take us two three months now i know it's very difficult for certain people who have not practiced that uh, prior uh, to this particular instance but if you score let's say uh, 2 or 3 marks less or even a question is wrong you might not score as much as you wanted to and probably not get a choice call let's say not getting a call from abc or something like that institute that you're dreaming for so uh, if i would not want to suggest that uh, they would they should give any certain weightage uh, let's say 5 10% of the time to watpf preparation they can read newspaper because it helps is, is a common thing in wat and your vrc to build up your reading speed but anything apart from that might be uh, putting your putting your horse before the cart because that's, that's mm-hmm. something that can happen uh, in in those two three months even if you're not prepared well for it because I have seen a couple of examples who were not at all into interviews they have never practiced interviews but they did well in the in the final interview because the. Uh, ABC professors, I think you have, uh, so ABC professors have, do not not want, or the IM professors don't want you to be someone who's already learned a lot, has practices polished in speaking and in interviews, but someone who has done whatever he has done, but has done that honestly. So if you are not polished in interviews, you can develop certain aspects of it, but they don't want someone who's as refined as, let's say someone who's setting up placements. That, That is not what is required. They know that you will be polished within those two years. So that works to some extent. That you you can probably have a couple of answers that you're not prepared about a certain certain uh, behavior that you're doing in the interviews, which is not which is not be acceptable. Let's, let's say moving your hands, flickering eyes. This should be minimized. That's that's for sure. If eliminated, uh, even better. But even if you don't have them, I believe they would not have as negative as an impact. So you can probably start uh, your preparation post CAT only, and till the time CAT happens, you can stick to and uh, stick to scoring as much as possible because. Just goes if if they are coming 180 right now, why not go towards the 200 mark? Because every point of it helps you in gaining certain percent, certain weightage, a uh, certain weightage in the final score. So I, I think that helps you a lot. So yeah, that, yeah. that's my uh, advice to the aspirants.
0: Uh, okay, Lakshya. Uh, so Lakshya, I th- I mean you mentioned uh, about the importance of having peers who are on the same path who are also preparing so that uh, you will be able to help each other out and also the importance importance of mentors. So how did you and your friends go about it? I mean, you, you shared your experience of how you're trying to share your experiences with each mock test that you were that giving. So please help us out in the importance of having good friends and good mentors uh, throughout this journey along
1: with you. Right. Uh, I believe I was amongst the lucky ones who got the right mentor and the right peer set. It's very difficult to get the right mentors, especially if you don't have a legacy from your institute. Like I had a couple of people who were at uh, the good IIMs, and they were uh, they were helping as well. So you, if you don't have that kind of knowledge, then it becomes certainly difficult for you. But for CAT preparation in particular, I believe if you have joined one coaching institute, if any of your friends has joined one coaching institute, the device generally remains the same. I believe nowadays the videos out there on YouTube and certain platforms such as yours are more than enough for you to get a basic understanding of how, how to start your preparation, how to go about it. Uh, the individual nuances, the individual changes, the tweaks that take place can happen when you compare yourself to your friends. So how do you go about forming such a peer group? How do you go about taking advantage of that peer group is that, first off, keep your peer group small. It's not a party. Keep it to two or three or probably four, that, that's, that are, that's at max, because post that it becomes a crowd. You don't want that. Uh, so keep a set, certain set of people, 3-4 people, alongside you and make sure that you're serious towards the course because there would be certain people who would be in Europe and would not be serious. Then you cannot compare yourself against them. So Let's say a person is going for this sort of an activity in college, maybe I should go as well because, uh, yeah, why not, he's also preparing for cat, even I am. So make sure that you have certain set of people who have the same attitude towards cat as yours. That's very important. Not just the number of people, but also the attitude of the people matters. Now. Let's say there are certain people who are weak in VA. Then try and have conversation with someone who's scoring good at VA. Try and figure out, because you have the same background, you are studying in the same college, how is it impacting him? Why is he getting this much amount of score? Why are you getting such a score? So I was good at VA and I believe I had lengthy discussions with my friends who were uh, not scoring as much as in VA as they wanted to, about how possibly they can improve upon it. So you talk to your friends, they're generally ready to help you out with that. Uh, and they are in the same institute, so you have the same uh, background as well. So, that is how you take advantage of a peer group, finding out which person is good at which section, taking advice from that. Now, mentors is something that comes in handy during your bat peer preparation the most. You can, have certain, uh, you can have certain advice from your mentors in your cat preparation, but that generally comes out to be uh, complete your booklets and work hard. So, I'll tell you right now to everyone who's watching, complete your booklets and work hard. That's, that's the advice any mentor would give you. Uh, and focus on your weakness, focus on your strengths, that, that is the basic advice that we can give you because in the end it's you who has to work hard and probably uh, up to your level. So that is the advice that we give you. Mentors come in handy in particular during the bad pi phase. Now that's a good initiative that a couple of IIMs have taken that they have started assigning mentors. Like I had a mentor from Bangalore, I had a mentor from Barkhata. So you can talk to them, uh, they generally have the same profile as yours, that's what the IIMs make sure. So when you have certain mentors of the same profile, you talk to them as to how I go about interviews. One is that. The Second one would be your college legacy students that are actually there. The third one would be LinkedIn and a couple of uh, professional platforms where you can reach out to uh, people who have already done that, been through the same phase. Now, LinkedIn provides a good history of where the person was in particular, what his educational background is. So you have an idea that this probably person A went through the same uh, learning process, through the same thought process as mine, was a fresher, was from technical background or non-engineering background, and gave the same interviews, ABC or whatever you're aiming for. So you can probably reach out to them via LinkedIn. They tend to be helpful. You have to keep in mind that they are professionals and might not have as much time. But yeah, if you message them with the doubts and queries, people generally tend to answer them with their suggestions and advice on it. That's my uh, advice to the aspirants.
0: Uh, thank you, Lakshya. I think you shared some pretty good uh, insights. You shared uh, the importance of mocks. And people, hmm. there are a lot of people who sometimes take that, okay, uh, since Lakshya has taken so many mocks, uh, unless I take so many mocks, it might not be possible. So please don't hmm. be of this mindset because it was applicable that in his is. case, might not be applicable to your case. You take as many as possible. But the most hmm. important point that you fo- that you need to focus on uh, from what Lakshya has uh, been saying was, analyze, analysis is very important. I mean, unless you're analyzing, uh, the three hours that you have given actually goes into the drain because you don't know where you have done well. You don't know where you have actually uh, wasted time instead of uh, using it on the easier questions. And then mm-hmm. even when we are uh, asking Lakshya about his how, how his experience with uh, uh, QA was, he was very strategic about it. And even uh, if you are uh, if you are listening to his answer about PI, it was very strategic. He was dividing it into parts and then making sure that he was preparing all of them very well. I think maybe he might have initially started uh, getting reasonably well at all of them, and then maybe tried uh, some uh, some sort of uh, getting better answers at each of them. He was giving PIs and all. So take all these advice with a pinch of salt, apply it to your own context. Don't literally take them always because if you ask the basic advice, you're telling the same things. Just work hard, give as many mocks as possible and it boils down to the individual at the end of the day. You might be working, you might be a fresher, you might be in your final year being busy with your academics, being busy with your exams. Because even Laksha uh, told a very good example about how he could not start his PI uh, 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 straight after CAT because He was also giving importance to his academics. He thought that he Mm -hmm. should be uh, doing well over there. So, just go through this interview again. uh, He really shared some uh, good insights and it would definitely be helpful. And thank you, Lakshya. Thanks a lot for taking out the time and uh, uh, being very candid enough to share all your experiences. Uh, Definitely someone who is... I mean, this would be helpful to all and especially to those uh, uh, non-engineering aspirants who feel that... uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very difficult for them. Your case uh, would be a a great inspiration. All the best to you, Lakshya. We hope you're going to have a fabulous time at uh, IM Calcutta.
1: Right. Uh, Just ending it off, uh, as you said, adding to you, there's no certain amount of hours that you have to study because that's a question that everyone tends to ask. How many hours did you study? does not matter how many hours did I study. What what matters is how much uh, is the required amount of hours for you. Uh, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity. I believe that's a great initiative that you're trying to Give all the feedback that is required to all the aspirants because they are in the state wherein they require mentorship, they require guiding, uh, a guiding light, and that is where career mind aspirator comes in, uh, career aspirator masterminds come in, and I believe that's a great initiative. So thanks a lot, Ajay. Uh, thanks a lot, lecture. Thanks a lot for
0: taking out the.